Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 105, Episode 5 of Your Daily Zeitgeist! A production of iHeartRadio, this is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. It's Friday, October 25th, 2019. It's the season finale. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. A what? A what? He got so high, he can't try to hide it. Now his hands don't know what to do. He smoked four joints. He's sweaty in the armpits. Sweaty in the armpits. His shirt staining through. He got too high. Got too high. And now his hands don't know what to do. All right. Little Paul Simon. Uh... <laughs> Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! And I ran, I ran out of hot takes. Never. I just ran, I missed the Miles of Gray. I couldn't find a take. Boom. You gotta do that delayed guitar. Yeah, Got yeah. to. Shout out to the goddess Hannah Soltis for that... Flock of Seagulls inspired. Oh, is that Flock of Seagulls? That's what she, that's what she put in the, the hashtag. Huh. I don't know. I just I know, know that song from Vice City. I only knew Grand Theft Auto. Flock of Seagulls from the reference in Pulp Fiction. And I knew it from Tommy Boy, I think is also another one. When he's like, hey, Flock of Seagulls. When he's talking about the <laughs> person's really? hairstyle at the, air, at the ticket counter. Mm. Anyway. Anyways, <laughs> uh, my AKA uh, was courtesy of M. Smoot. Uh, thank you, M. Smoot, for uh, just having a good sense of my vocal range mm-hmm. and uh, nailing it. Which Paul Simon song was that? <laughs> Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes. Oh. Yeah, man. That's Can you like, tell? I feel like every I white girl like I've dated... I was really dated, in the pocket there. <laughs> every white girl I've dated refers to that song as their dad's favorite song. <laughs> I'm like, not song. even joking. Like I'm like... Why are you listening to this? Like, it's my dad's. I don't know. I grew up listening to it a lot. Mm. I'm like, all right. I mean, no shade to Paul Simon. I think he's great. Yeah. Just a thing I've observed. The best. I don't believe in absolutes. Okay. Tiny man. Good friends with Lorne Michaels. Uh, things I know about Paul Simon. Uh, anyways, we're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the hosts, or the host of the streamy nominated Some More News mm-hmm. YouTube series, Uh Y'all should be watching that if you're not. Uh, the Even More News Podcast, and of course, the future Oscar nominee podcast, mm-hmm. Worst Year Ever. Worst. He is Mr. Cody Johnson. Hello. Welcome. Hey, what's hey, up, man? thank you. I have no song prepared. Okay. What the fuck, I man? know, I know. Do you like Paul Thought Simon? we talked about this. I like Paul Simon. Do you like yeah. diamonds on the soles of your her I do. Feet? Um, I wouldn't say... <laughs> uh, my dad's favorite song, but <laughs> what you, you said is absolutely Simon? true. You know a lot yeah. of women who learned th- about Paul Simon through their through fathers. Their yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Inherited Paul Simon fandom. Yeah. But also yeah. he's very good. Oh, I think um, he's great. You know? Very talented man. Love his work with Lady Smith, Black Mombazo. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. love that work. Was that Graceland, the people that he sort of took, quote, inspiration from? The African uh, vocalists? On Graceland? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they did a ton of Lifesavers commercials in the early 90s. Oh, did they? remember that. They're like, Good for oh, them. na, na, winter green. And oh, I was yeah, like, what yeah. the fuck is this? I'm like, is Lady Smith Black Mombasa <laughs> in the fucking building? All right. Well, Cody, uh, it's great to have you. Congratulations on the uh, streamy nominations, the future 
Thank Oscar you. nominations for mm-hmm. worst oh, year absolutely. ever. Of course. Uh, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Uh, first, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. We're going to check in with, I think the Wall Street Journal may have saved Donald Trump's presidency. Yeah, we're 100%. Gonna, we're going to hear what their the new angle they came up with is. Uh, we're going to ask the question, is Trump fatigue setting in for Republicans? And is Trump fatigue setting in inside his brain? Mm. Um, we're going to look at an argument from one of Trump's attorneys in New York. A lot of Trump stuff. Have you guys heard about this guy? <laughs> Trump? Uh, that joke will never get yeah. old. Out. And uh, whether he is planning to throw Mike Pence under the proverbial bus. We're going to check in with Popeyes. It's been 64 days since our last bite of chicken sandwich. The, the best chicken sandwich I think I've had. From a quick service restaurant. I don't know, man. Okay. I Ooh. enjoyed it. Oh. I made, okay. you know, I, you got to take all expectations, sure, uh, sure. everything into account. I was, was really feeling that. Uh, we're going to check in with them. What became of the chicken sandwich? When will we see it again? Yeah. Look uh, into the future. We're going to check in with Mark Zuckerberg, who rocked the Caesar on Capitol Hill uh, and, yeah, had some explaining to Dude, do. His lineup was foul. Yeah. People called it micro bangs. <laughs> that shit is a Caesar. He had Yo. the white boy Caesar haircut. Oh, yeah. and he's like, I would like a lineup like the guys I play pickup basketball with. And they're like, okay, how are we going to do it with this hair? <laughs> Just comb it all he's the front. He's super into Caesar. That's mm. why it's like oh. on purpose. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just like looks at he's old like, statues. He's talked about it. He's yeah, talking, he's yeah, like, like really obsessed. into the classics, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so do you think? Oh, so wow. Well, let's we'll get into that. Then. I <laughs> yeah. like that then. No, but he a lot of his thinking and stuff is influenced by old timey philosophy. And uh, who's hot and who's not? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's his favorite. That's yeah, his yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. platonic ideal of hotness. But first, Cody, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Uh, well, I, I mean, aside from the, the standard stuff where it's like Bill Maher 9-11 apology stuff and just like <laughs> Bill standard Maher, what research. Was that? Uh, he's a guy. He says some stuff about 9-11, got canceled. When was that? It, like right, back, after, around, right after 9-11. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. An 18-year-old cancellation. Um, but like a personal thing, uh, I've recently been Googling... Um, woodworking classes mm. and shops you can rent like tape rent out tables and stuff yeah um because i don't have i live in an apartment i don't yeah. have access to anything like that you um, look like a woodworker i was gonna say yeah, you got the pencil <laughs> and shit and your yeah thing, i got tape right. measure but no yeah. pocket protector right mm. yeah you know yeah what exactly. kind of protective eyewear None of that do you have nerd shit hmm? yeah what kind of protective eyewear do you have um, do you know brand? No. Okay, well, we'll get into oh, that. My man. current glasses, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, very Nick Offerman of you to get into work, woodworking. Mm, I just want to build. I want to, I need a new coffee table. I'd rather build it. Yeah. Do you have and, a style uh, you're trying to build? Uh, no, just some, just Just the something. basic. Just want to, yeah. Just want to make Rectangle with yeah, some legs. Exactly. Hell yeah. yeah. Have put, you talked put to stuff on it? Soren about that? Uh, no. I probably should, though. He's, yeah. He's, he's like a all builder, the, yeah. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. All the... Great furniture in his house. He hand built. It's it's disgusting. Yeah. Oh, the really? last time I yeah. was there, I was like, "Oh, that's nice." Yeah, I built it. All right, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah, man. All right. Where'd you build it? Yeah, Do you want to come wood? out and have some of the delicious avocados <laughs> right, from the right. tree that I planted in the soil that I created with my worm farm? <laughs> Fuck off, Soren. <laughs> Uh, I think the first time I went to his house, an avocado almost hit me on my head in his backyard, yeah. and I was like, "What the fuck was this?" I was like, "Oh, 
just the Saints teaming with avocados. <laughs> it's like, oh, they started wow. throwing them off because the one, they're just so right. One house in LA that has the avocados still intact because the fucking squirrels and shit aren't just destroying them. Right. God. He's actually trained all the squirrels around his house to, to do chores them. for yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, you missed a spot. <laughs> you, uh, they can say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Basic uh, phrases. He's yeah. got them. <laughs> Are you going to get into, do you think, joinery, like joints for woodworking eventually? Like, is, you think this this path will lead you into, like, some really cool carpentry stuff, or you just want to sort of get the basics? I know it will. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. I don't think it will, friend. No, I don't think it will. Um, no, I just, it's more just like, uh, I I spend too much time uh, reading about, like I said, Bill Maher and 9-11. <laughs> right, like, let me do something with my hands yeah, exactly. in real life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of woodworking, have you heard about uh, this simple woodworker who had a message of love that he uh, spread through his 12 friends? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, tell me more. Is... Nick Offerman. I'm yes. That, that is. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Oh, wait. Were you talking about Jesus? Yeah. That's fucking tight. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. It's hey, fucking whoa. tight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I've just become familiar with his works through uh, Kanye has an album coming Kanye's out. Jesus so this is about King. this dude Jesus. Have not listened to it yet. Yeah, yeah. Out. It's, it's coming be, out today, yeah. I think. Uh, he he has already announced the follow up album before releasing the first album. So yeah, Jesus uh, is born. Yeah, that's Jesus not even a joke. I thought it was a headline when it was like. He has a nut. There's Jesus King now. Wait, Jesus that's not born. a joke. No, Christmas oh. Day apparently. It's Christmas album. Uh, right. What is uh, what's something you think is underrated? Um, I think Mondays are kind of underrated. Uh, Mondays, yeah, yeah. Just, oh. just by Garfield or yeah. Kathy? Um, they get a bad rap. Um, I think it's uh, you know, you're you you're off the weekend, so obviously you're a little groggy, but like mm-hmm. you, you start your routine again. You do your, you do your coffee, you go in, and like you complain with everybody about how Mondays are bad. Right. Um, I think it brings people together. Yeah. Um, and it gets you going. I also am saying this having not had a real job in a long time. <laughs> so you miss yeah. going so, in on Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. What's what's Monday like for you? <laughs> I mean, it's like Saturday. It's do you like get the do you, <laughs> do you have that thing where you get the Sunday scaries? No, um, weekends mean nothing to me. Right, um, because it's all blur. Yeah. Like, well, also, we we shoot our show on the weekends often. Got it. So, like, right. my weekend is, like, I don't know, Wednesday. Wednesday. Right, yeah, right, exactly. right. So, right. Today, I get the Tuesday scaries right. like a motherfucker. <laughs> well, today's my Monday, um, and I'm wow. having a great time, so I think Mondays are underrated. Yeah. Monday, Thursdays as Mondays are underrated. I Miles, like are it. you a Sunday scary guy? It depends. When I hated my job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's when you get them. Yeah, that's it's the weird, thing, right? When I when I like my job, I don't yeah. hate going in on Monday because I enjoy it. It's usually I've had it the worst, man. When I worked at fucking Playboy, woo shit. Yeah, I fucking like black out in the middle of the day, yeah. like almost trying to be like, I don't know, I'm gonna mm. go in there. Yeah, but I need healthcare yep, and money. Healthcare is uh, underrated. Healthcare, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Hugely but underrated. Hugely underrated. Hugely underrated. But I think that's really the part of the thing, too, is also being able to navigate that shit, too. Because after a while, I was just resigned to the fact that I'm like, nah, Sundays are going to be the most chaotic day, like mentally for me, because right. I'm just like, <laughs> versus trying to like kind of confront whatever uh, the source of the anxiety was. Yeah, and yeah. Like, dismantle that, you know? Mm. Is yeah, this you a moment? It. Is this an opportunity for, for growth? 
Exactly. Or do I just in. resign to the fact of, or just like wallowing in your yeah, own? Anxiety. Take care of what's under the surface, and mm-hmm. then above the surface is going to look better. Exactly. exactly. Have you thought about uh, trying? Have you ever read those articles where people go in and pretend they work at a place uh, <laughs> just to like get the vibe of the? Is this a joke? No, what? no. I swear. There's there's somebody who wrote an article about how they just went and worked at a company without actually having a job there for like a month or something. What is How? this weird? F- is this a weird way of just telling Cody? Is this a weird way like... of telling Cody worst year ever is not in fact on this network? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, Isn't that crazy? Like you came uh, into I gotta, this job. I gotta go Why back and look at this. this? <laughs> it was like a. Uh, it was very '90s, like Gen X. Yeah, like, uh, I'm fucking with the man by. Oh wait, like, so yeah, like, like weird, job, like ironic like, yeah, appreciation yeah. of work. Wait, so like, like putting on like a suit and tie, walking into an office, in. taking an elevator up, going yeah. to the kitchen. Where I'd imagine people be like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, just sitting at an empty desk, setting your shit up. You yeah. Know? Like, think about all the empty desks there used to be in our office back yeah. in Santa Monica. Like, We could have rented them out to yeah, weirdos who right. want to pretend yeah. to have jobs. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I work at Cracked, too. <laughs> yeah, sure you do, man. It's um, so weird. Uh, even on the uh, – talking about Wall Street Journal later, there's a headline earlier today about, like, people who try to uh, – Love oh, the, the shorter work the shorter week? work yeah yes. shorter work week and shorter work days and they're like yeah one of the downsides is that people had so much fun when they weren't working it diminished their passion for, for their work, work. no and it's like why like, why are you fetishizing are you? this like we, it's such a, it's it was so weird so i mean but that's such a capitalistic take of her like the downfall to your employees right. being happy is like you might not be able to get a lot of shit out of them now. And it's like, I bet actually during that work, uh, they do better work because they're happy when they're not. Right. right. Yeah, it's a really. While their gross happiness went up, their mm. net happiness at the job went down. And therefore, that is the most important happiness. Yeah. So yeah. You, have happiness to, deficit. you have to cut it out. Well, you have to come in early on Monday. What yeah. was like the first line? It was sort of like the. Like one of the negatives of the show. It was literally just like the downside. Yeah, the first word is downside, and you're like, oh, what? And then they're like, short work, we're happy. Where are we going? (laughs) Sounds great, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So weird. Uh, Yeah, I I find it works better to do the opposite and just work all the time. And then the rest of your life seems shitty Mm -hmm. because, you know, your family's left you and people are just you're not appreciated yeah. anywhere you're not no, even yeah. heating up those all frozen you ever dinners. do is talk about work and so uh but then by comparison your work life is actually pretty pretty lit i mean you haven't lived until you've had a stouffer's frozen tuna noodle casserole that you just kind of leave out and then just once it gets a little bit to ice cream softness eat it like that oh, that's true happiness yeah uh what is something you think is overrated um binge watching i think binge it's overrated watching from what, uh, give me the, you know, break it down for me. Um, I just think, uh, I understand it and I do it. I participate. Um, I think that for most shows, it kind of ruins the show a little bit and mm. the viewing experience and how you like digest a show and understand and appreciate it. Um, I think it, it's different for a show like Stranger Things. I think it's mostly makes sense because the 10 it's, hour movie, it's, a, it's a long movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's no, it's not like you watch an episode and you can be like, oh, the theme of this episode was this. Mm-hmm. And like, here's what this was about. Um, because it's a completely different thing. But I think for most shows, you, it benefits you to have a little time in between. So you watch what happens and you can think about it and you can, yeah, sort of digest like, here's what that episode was about. It makes distinctions between them. Sure. Um, like, I mean, these days when, after I binge watch a show, 
I can't really say like, oh, that one episode of the show. It right. all blurs together. It's just that one season of the show. You, uh, the, uh, one, one moment from a season of a show is what you're talking right. about, as opposed to like, oh, that episode was good. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and is, I think it benefits to Is like, there a separate. show that you realize you're like, this, cannot, this should not be binged? Because you talk about shows, you understand yeah. what's binging. What's one that you were recently like, I'm glad. Or is there a show that you could have binged and you're like, I'm not going to binge it? Um, there, <sighs> Fleabag is the most recent show I like really binged mm-hmm. and right. consumed all of it. I don't think that was necessarily a terrible experience because it's so good. Right. Um, but and even that, I feel like if I took a little more time, right. I would like really appreciate it a lot more. Because yeah, yeah. it was like two days and I was done because it's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, and and immediately as I was done, I was like, I want to watch it again. Right. <laughs> uh, I didn't because uh, I, I have a little bit of self-control, but I don't even think that feeling would have happened if I had waited. Yeah. You know, like, because you give it a little more time and then when it's over, it feels complete. Like, okay, right. I spent a while and I watched this show and now it's done. Now I can move on as opposed to like, oh, it's all in my brain. I want to watch right. it again. And you sort of have to go back yeah. and and rewatch some stuff. I think from yeah. a marketing standpoint, just as a network, it behooves networks to draw out a moment for a show yeah. for for fucking months because you have repeated you can renew the conversation weekly exactly because yeah. with a lot of Netflix shows they drop it everyone with their takes they, there's one week of takes and then fucking silence mm-hmm. yeah oh. it happens and it's done right and um, also I think for me as a viewer too like when things are all of, of like available immediately that almost puts me off to watching a show because I'm like oh, fuck I miss that wave I don't know yes. what the fuck people are talking about at least if it's like weekly I'm like well I have a few days to catch up or whatever it's exhausting yeah. to like see a show like oh the whole thing dropped ah what <laughs> do I need to watch it yeah. now like um the new Watchmen show uh-huh. um if that were available altogether I think that'd be a terrible viewing experience oh, right because no. it's very clearly like okay this episode's about this yeah 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 uh, even the titles are very specific like they're saying something and if you just watch it all it's kind of a blur and you don't really catch everything yeah um, yeah I mean the graphic novel is not just one big drawing. Am I right? Exactly. Not the Guernica. I mean, think about that. Wow. I did. Yeah. I am think now, about though. it that way, though, Cody. Lindelof, think right. about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Um, so this isn't like an everyday thing. I think it's interesting. Uh, vomitoriums? Yeah. Uh, they don't, they're not real. Vomitoriums. Vomitoriums? What's like, a vomitorium? You know, oh, so uh, there's a myth basically that... Ancient Romans had vomitoriums, basically, where like they would eat in excess. Oh, binge and purge, and they'd, type shit? they'd go to a room and they'd throw up, and oh, so they can go okay. eat again. But vomitorium, that word, referred to entrances to like coliseums. Yeah, uh-huh. um, because it's like you spew people into right. into it from a certain height. It looked like the coliseum was vomiting people out onto the pavement. So oh, right, 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 yeah. right. That's a cool way to just rename an exit, right? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But people oh, were right. like, "Ah, vomitorium! These idiots! Yeah, were... these decadent fools <laughs> yeah. were well, throwing up on purpose." When did that myth start up? Like, I have no idea. Fucking like. Um, Oh, wow. It, yeah, it's like a pop culture thing for, yeah. for like decades. Huh. Was that myth sort of tied to like the end days of the empire? Where like, uh, yeah, it was like the right. Where it's like, exactly. Like they're, they're so decadent. They're doing all this right. stuff. They're, oh, they eat so much. Just and, to vomit it out. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, it's sort of a myth about, about the dangers of excess. I think it was oh. actually just like, no, we just had a Thank cool God. name for an entrance. <laughs> Thank God America learned that lesson. Huh? Right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But it's a way to, I mean, it's the same thing we do with climate change and stuff. You have to make it individual people's fault like you have to personalize the failure of the fall of rome as opposed to it being just general like overreach and 
empire being yeah, a bad idea. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't right. all the micro militarism at the end right. of the right. Roman Empire. It was because like, the people were. Yeah. Let's just fight a bunch of wars that we think are prestige wars that are just going to drain our resources, right. and then the people. Be, anyway, whatever. That's not happening here. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Everything's what are you fine. talking about? Uh, no, it was because <laughs> they were all fat, mm-hmm. dumb. Like a Prager U video. <laughs> Those are all fat. I would honestly not be surprised yeah, if that it, existed. I mean, I can't wait to whatever the fuck Prager U starts when they start entering this fray of trying to <laughs> redefine what laws are or the Constitution. Yeah. I'm surprised I haven't seen much out of them yet. Yeah, they're gonna ooh. They've got they've got a bright future. Uh all right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And, uh, you know, the Taylor testimony is sort of uh, settling in. I feel like people are like, and so that that should be it, right? Yeah. We're, we kind of know what, what's happening. What Wrapped if it's fake up. news, though? Right. Have you considered That's, that? Oh, good point. It ain't fake news. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, it could be, though. So the Wall Street Journal uh, is doing their part by coming up with an, a new angle uh, on sort of how how this could not be the end of Trump's presidency. Uh, yeah, I, it's, this is a little frightening because we've seen a lot of bullshit explanations, excuses for the president's corrupt behavior, immorality, all of that. And this, this from the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal just feels actually pretty ironclad rhetorically, intellectually, as mm-hmm. a defense. Um, so I'll just read this for you. And, and I'm uh, sorry, everyone. Time to throw your Mueller time mugs into the trash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it says, intriguingly, Mr. Taylor says in his statement that many people in the administration oppose the Giuliani effort, including some in senior positions at the White House. This matters because it may turn out that while Mr. Trump wanted a quid pro quo policy ultimatum toward Ukraine, he was too inept to execute it. Mm. Impeachment for incompetence would disqualify most of the government and most presidents at some point or another in office. So, so he we're at too dumb to do crimes. This is so slimy, right? <laughs> but so, dude, attempted murder, dude, not murder. It's wild. It's but, literally a Simpsons joke, right? right. <laughs> like, is it at, like quite literally a Simpsons yeah, joke? Yeah, it's Sideshow Bob uh, in prison. He's like attempted murder. What is that? Did they give the Nobel Prize for attempted chemistry? Oh, right. <laughs> and it's like, well, D Bart D. Yeah, yeah, right. uh, yeah. This is because I mean, this is where we're at. You know, like logically, they've the, a lot of layers have been shed in terms of how to defend the actions of the president, and we're at. Nah, dude, he's too dumb. Like, are we really going to just fucking impeach people because they're too dumb? Then, like, everyone's like, but should be impeached. Basically, I don't know. Also, am I drunk? Okay. <laughs> you right. impeach everybody. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, great. If, if you're incompetent, you shouldn't right. fucking be you are, there. you are correct, Wall Street Journal, that this would apply to most people in the government. It's just very telling, though, too, just of, like, the culture we live in where it's almost like, yeah, everyone's incompetent, man. It's America. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? What do we... Oh, no. <laughs> Incompetent people can't do shit now? I wonder if we should hold the president to a higher standard than we do most people. Nah. Is that, no? Okay. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I don't know. The Wall Street Journal, they got a point here. Okay. Yeah. okay. This is, the byline <laughs> on this article is Wall Street Journal editorial board, which, I mean, again, the, we, we've talked about this before, but you might assume that 
they are the same as the people who do the reporting for the Wall Street Journal. They are not. No. They're more. It's more like the difference between Fox News's opinion and Fox News's reportage, uh, except like more, more extreme mm-hmm. difference. But I, there's something logically also wrong with the argument because they're they're saying he was too dumb to do the crime. Dumbness isn't crime. All presidents dumb, but he's still trying to do the crime. Yeah, but yeah, he's so, not attempted. It's attempted. Right, attempted. Right. Crime. So they're just ignoring the the intent. Yeah, it's very weird. Which is really um, yeah. The fucking intent is. is uh, and this has been creeping up for a while. I think this this defense. Mm. Um, I've seen it from like. Figures like Ben Shapiro has gone on rants about this and like, because Trump is framed often by some people as too dumb to do anything. Right. And other people as like doing the 9D chess. Mm -hmm. Um, Damn, you added five dimensions. Yeah, I know. Well, he's very, very good. Yeah, galaxy brain dude. (laughs) Um, Galaxy brain. And it's sort of like you use either one depending on the outcome you want. It's like neither of them are, yeah. So Watergate. Was not a successful robbery. Mm, interesting. Right? Like, Bill Clinton did not have a, like, he got caught lying. About that, getting hit. That's the, but he got caught lying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did attempt so to he, get away with it. Right. He attempted <laughs> to get away with it and did not. And that is how the crime was caught. And that's how he got into trouble. It, it's just like, I've never even heard this defense of anything being yeah but he didn't get away with it but that because this is where we're at though yeah you know what i mean they're scrambling and and, you know they also use this even with the russia stuff too they're like he was too dumb to collude. it was like everyone was too bumbling to actually have colluded with russia and to a certain extent i can i can understand that a little bit more yeah he accidentally did a lot of stuff yeah (laughs) they were trying to really find this like direct line or whatever now you have it and it's like well but he tried it's like what the fuck yeah, maybe he wanted that, as they've articulated, that he wanted a quid pro quo policy, ultimately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, impeachment isn't a uh, criminal uh, Right, it's process. not crime. It's, it's a political process. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't ask think... Ask Lindsey Graham in, like, 1998, yeah. and he would agree with that. If Idiot. I had to guess, I would, I would assume that Trump didn't know what he was doing was impeachable necessarily he doesn't he's not even operating in a he's world just, where laws apply to right him. he doesn't right. think he's impeachable he right is he this is we talk he's, he's so rich and white he has been gaslit by right. his privilege he's fucking he thinks he got the star in mario kart right yeah. that that is that's beside the point the point is that we have somebody who's like so thoroughly corrupt that every instinct like the fact that he lies with every breath to the point that mm-hmm. he doesn't know when he's lying and when he's not doesn't make him a good president. Oh no, not at all. An okay president. And this doesn't make it okay for him to continue to run for the presidency in 2020 just because he tries to cheat without realizing it's cheating and right. fails at it because he's going to keep trying to cheat. Like right. that's that's the only thing he knows. Yeah, yeah. he's a liar and a cheater. Yeah. Um, and I think he also has this weird, this skewed. I mean, obviously, presidents get away with stuff. And right. uh, I would say all of them are war criminals in some respect. Um, but like, I think he has this, he's so obsessed with like various conspiracy theories. And he's sort of the logical, he's the logical conclusion of Fox News, basically. Right. Um, and so he has slowly believed everything he's heard from them. So in his mind, uh, Barack Obama did 
20,000 things that were illegal and wrong right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. as opposed to like 10,000 or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. And so he, in his mind, he's like, I, he got away with this. He got away with this. He got away with this. He got away with I'm Netflix. Gonna, I can do whatever I want. So he has right. a skewed view of what the presidency is as well. Right. Um, and just because he is incompetent right. and people disagree with him doesn't mean that uh, it's it, like, this is nothing. It's so like, weird yeah, that they're trying. What this. if you had a child who was obsessed with matches and gasoline? <laughs> and you always caught him, but the kid was too dumb to actually get the match to work, but right. had fully soaked your home in gasoline. Yeah. Nah, that's cool. He ah, well, he didn't, thank God. He's, yeah. he's too dumb to he do that. He can't do it. He can't do it. It's fine. You're just going to leave him at home with more gasoline and matches? Well, he tried it, and, and yeah. he, but he will try every time. Smells so like gasoline eventually, eventually, mm-hmm. gasoline, eventually, like what the, the, if you let this process play out, he will keep trying to do it until he can't. Yeah. So yeah. to not even acknowledge that as being a, like a threat or a possible issue, I think is so disingenuous. Right. It's also like super, uh, it just normalizes everything mm-hmm. even more uh, in a really gross way where right. you're like, allow, you're allowing this behavior and his like the gasoline thing. Like now a lot of people around him are covered in gasoline. Right. And now right. they're like, oh, maybe I could do a match too. Right. Like, right. you know, yeah. so like he's influencing people around him and the country in general in a way that's not healthy or good, and no. they're just they're just forgiving it and allowing yeah. it. And if if he gets away with it, we're just essentially like a. I mean, what's the difference between that and authoritarianism, where somebody can just like strong arm his way through cheating at elections? Like that is where we are. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what he wants. Look yes. at all the people, oh, yeah, like yeah, Victor yeah. Orban and shit, are in his ear that giving him all these weird conspiracies about it's Ukraine. Like, that, like the way even these other motherfuckers are massaging his dumb fucking brain. Right. Like he's getting it from all these other leaders. Like, man, you know, it's fucking crazy. And I can't, I'm sure they can't believe it. They're like, dude, he like believes, he believes shit. Because I said everything. it. That's wild. Everything. Yeah. Um, that article is really disturbing about how like Victor Orban and Putin were like giving him all these Ukraine ideas in meetings. I didn't read that article. What? Dude, just basically these uh, like this idea that Ukraine is this like corrupt hellscape. And like, you know, like just giving just completely obscuring his perception of what Ukraine is and how it works and what the actual situation is. Right, right. Like he was Probably getting right. it from multiple people because I'm sure the end game is the same. Like you have someone like Orban who's, you know, boot up with Putin. Right. And then you have Putin's like, look, if I can get the, if I can get Ukraine to like give up the fucking Crimea region, then those sanctions are gone. And then if I can get him to start believing that it was Ukraine who was meddling in 2016, then I get those sanctions gone. Right. Like, there's a lot of when you look at what the end games are for these other world yeah. leaders and how impressionable the president is, you're like, oh my, it's a fucking. That's the thing. He's like, easy. he's a he's a conspiracy sponge. Yeah, and super. Uh, it's, messed up and dangerous yeah and people way smarter than him know that right yeah so he's so easily manipulated yeah like even with the his first like month in office there were so many articles about how like yeah he he believes the last thing he heard yeah right if you leave the room and you're the last one right he'll believe what you said not what the people before him yeah you know said. who else was that the, there's a dollop on ronald Jesus reagan Christ. right oh, now okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little carpenter by the name of mm, ronald, ronald reagan uh-huh. They literally, like, word for word, were like, the last thing you tell Ronald Reagan is what he believes. So, like, the people around him just, like, dictated policy through that. But this ties into, like, I mean, Reagan was also the last person who was, like, descending into dementia uh, when he was in the presidency. And 
I don't know that Trump necessarily is. Well, but... the, the, I saw a clip today on the news that they were showing him talking in 2016, January of 2016. And my goodness, I was it's like, different. look at him. What is he, 19? Mm-hmm. Right. Like his, his, he was so quick. His cadence was much faster. It was, it's really interesting to just, even when you compare those things. Yeah. It's, whether it's that or just even the stress of having to like knowing right. your backs against the wall, he's. Right. And the presidency in general, like, and yeah. every president's like, oh yeah, being the president amplifies who you are and were. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's always been that. And right. it just sort of accelerates it. But uh, when Reagan's point. mind went, he was surrounded by competent evil bureaucrats who like right, understood right. his shitty, disastrous vision and were able to like steer the ship as though it still had a captain. Right. And this dude doesn't have competent people around him. They've all jumped ship. Uh, he does not like there's no coherent ideology to carry on. It's just whatever his gut says, and that will be in charge of the presidency, uh, like assuming he continues to be president. It's pretty wild. I, I mean, it really, like, with the pace we're going, like, he could literally, he could say something so out there in front of people, like, in a serious way. He's like, and you know what? He's like, I do want to talk about Ukraine because what's that goose doing in here? <laughs> get it out of here get out goose and right. people will be like yeah see he was talking about top gun yeah you know what he I was mean? Madison like that's where I'm I mean, curious to know what we do at that point if we, it gets there you were talking about how like the clips from 2016 I keep seeing now people talking about and obviously they're all like Craven sick of fans and stuff but like oh he's like he's sharper than he's ever been Right. He, he like he's it looks like he's getting younger like you can yeah. see this on Fox News and all these people like oh he's so he's he's it's so it's like he's aging he's so in reverse. Cool. I love it. <laughs> um, and so it's just it's so obvious and bizarre. Um, well, yeah. And then what was I it? mean, he did just literally just say that he was going to build the Mexico border wall in Colorado. Yeah, kiddingly, Colorado, kiddingly. But what's the joke? Like the <laughs> the joke is that it wasn't one. So yeah, what I, <laughs> is that, that what he said? He there's a tweet he where he's a like uh, parentheses kiddingly, we're going to build a wall around Colorado, and then there's another parenthetical that's like a phrase that like a human being would never come up with right uh and then he's like and here's what i really meant um uh-huh. it's one of his funniest tweets because if you watch the clip it's so obvious that he was not joking no, no. Um, dead yeah. serious dead, yeah. dead serious um and he always does this where he's like i was the fake news is doing this and this and sometimes the media will overblow things he said yeah that are kind of jokes but again it's like is, is, is the joke really about a truth that he feels? Right. Um, but this was so obviously a thing that he said and meant. Yeah. And his tweet is manic and weird. A lot of parentheses. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it starts with the word kiddingly. Half uh, the tweet is a parenthetical. It's so funny. It starts off parenthetical kiddingly. So then we're building a wall in Colorado. Here we go with another par- parenthetical. Then stated, "We're not building a wall in Kansas, but they got the be- but they get the benefit of the wall we're building on the border." And parenthetical referred to people in the very packed auditorium from Colorado and Kansas getting the benefit of the border wall. But, huh? the, but then why didn't he say Kansas was get right. going to build yeah. a wall in Kansas? Why I mean, didn't differentiate those two? I like him. Like you know what I was doing? I was underlining the terrible job Bessie DeVos is doing as Department of uh, the Department of Education. <laughs> Basic ge- geography. Mm. Most people didn't know that. Mm. I mean, our country is failing you. Our Look at me. Yeah, <laughs> I've talked about how Drudge Report seems to have turned a corner. Like 
uh, around the time that the uh, memo came out, uh, kind of giving the account of the conversation between Trump and Zelensky. But like he had as his main headline and like top picture, we're building a wall in Colorado um, because which I don't know. Like I think people who are on to him are are on like there's people on the right who are like, yeah, this is this is not good. Well, that's why, you know, the in the Daily Beast, they were bringing up this whole idea of tr- of Trump fatigue, like hitting the right at this mm-hmm. point. And not even in the sense that they're tired of him because they don't like agree with him anymore. It's that the so much shit that they know is just a, is making things harder is happening so frequently now and even faster. Like the call was one thing. And they tried to fucking be like, well, you know, we'll see. Maybe it's not this quid pro quo. Then you had the fucking Syria pull out. The whole debacle was Syria. And they're like, oh, my God, what the fuck is he doing? Then the G7 at Doral <laughs> shit happened. And then his own people, I'd be like, dude, no. Fuck right. no. Like, that was the- Except r- for Marco Rubio. Yeah, right. It was the pressure from the right that kind of, that he was like, oh, I guess uh, they're, they're crying about this. Um, but they're saying that, uh, according to one of this conser- these conservative writers, quote, the sufferers of Trump fatigue aren't driven mad by the president. They're just tired of having to wake up every morning to another of his sudden attacks, reversals, exaggerations, and boasts. Mm. And even in the National Journal, they're saying if you look at a lot of the data, like polling and fundraising, quote, new polling and fundraising figures show that Mitch McConnell's hold on the Senate majority is looking awfully precarious. Indeed, the pathway for a narrow Democratic takeover of the upper chamber is looking clearer than ever. Because you have, look, people are distancing self, themselves from the president. They're retiring because mm-hmm. they don't even want to fucking deal with having to face an electorate that is like, uh, you do you fuck with this? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I look, I can see where that's going. I don't. You still see though that if we're talking about, you know, I, I think we're there. A lot of the politicians are approaching that point where the negatives of supporting the president are starting to finally outweigh the benefits of lining themselves with him. And I think this is where, like, I think the, in in this piece, just trying to see, well, then what happens at that point when you cross the Rubicon into fully damaged Right, where there's actually... Yeah, uh, like, there's no benefit at all now. But right. I, I do think they've, a lot of them, like, enough have probably, it's, it's no longer worth it to support him, but they're scared of his base, right? Like yeah, which is 30% yeah. And of him, because right. as soon as you criticize him, you're, right. you're getting tweeted then, about. R.I.P. Right. your mentions. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. He's like, I just don't want to get flamed in my mentions. It's the thing. Otherwise, I would speak out against this uh, ethnic cleansing um, at the border. What if you uh, log off? Yeah. <laughs> would that help? What? Yeah. I just, they, I, I it's know. just it's just like they they love him though yeah. it, you know where it's like it, it's i think it's exhausting for them to to defend a lot of his stuff but they ultimately they only care about winning and yeah. maintaining power and i don't know how much they'll abandon that right and i guess the logical end is if you're so singularly focused on something it could it will eventually be to your own detriment Right. Because they've abandoned all these other principles to be like, you know what, let's try and like maintain white supremacy in this country as best as we can and ignore all this other like aggressive shit. And we'll just, oh, that's right. There's a whole other part of the country that we are completely alienating and whose votes we won't have. And I, get, I mean, they can keep cheating and trying to redraw mm-hmm. like, you know, congressional maps and things like that. But it eventually you get to this point where like lo- logically, legally, rhetorically, you're running out of shit. Yeah. To defend yourself. And yeah, I think, yeah, ultimately, I think the thing that's going to turn actual, like, Republican figures and lawmakers is going to just be like, yeah, 70% of the country thinks he should be impeached. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like as, as soon as they realize, oh no, the people the people aren't going to vote for us, yeah. or we're not going to be able to maintain that power, then yeah. they'll then they'll switch. And then the next phase of of politics has to go on where we have to keep reminding people that these were Trumpers. Exactly. Because right uh, they're going to actively work at. They're going to pat themselves exactly. on the fucking back and like, yeah, it, you know, enough's enough. Even uh, what uh, Kirsten Nielsen mm-hmm. uh, recently was like, oh, I got to speak out. I couldn't. I I had to quit. I couldn't just keep saying no. Like <laughs> after all that right. other shit you did, all right. these people only speak out once uh-huh. they leave. Even like the Mattis is like doing jokes about it. And it's like, what did you do when you were there? Right. Yeah. Well, I think I, it's like probably one of those things they'll try and say something, and they're like, ah, oh, I guess it's not connecting. Or maybe a lot of people believe they're like, I think I can get through, and yeah, then they can't. Yeah. But with Kirsten Nielsen and like the despicable shit, the policy she was overseeing, uh, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, sorry. Trying it's to fuck it. I mean, who knows? Maybe she'll be on Dancing in the Star- Dancing with the Stars next season. Yeah. The McConnell mm. thing is interesting, though, because also he's been doing those tweets about Never Trumpers being like right. human scum and stuff. And I feel like he knows that. Like, he's he's a, he's had conversations with McConnell. Of like, you know, you're you're losing. You're losing some people. Yeah. And so he's freaking out and of trying course, to, you yeah. Because he's trying to, he wants to, you know, make, the, again, dehumanize them by saying they're scum. Mm. And then, it, so then... He's chumming the waters with his base to be like, okay, are you guys hungry? Because I might start throwing names out. Mm-hmm. For right, because they hate him too. Like, right. the, his base hates everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, all yeah. the Republicans, basically, uh, who aren't, you know, Matt Gates or yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. Such a cool guy. Mm-hmm. He said it felt like 300 <laughs> when they were storming the skiff. Yeah. Did you read that shit? <laughs> Dude, he what? said it felt Didn't like the movie 300. 300. I mean, it looked exactly Shut like it. Those guys looked am- so cool. Also, like half of those motherfuckers could have been in those hearings anyways. <laughs> that, yeah. Cody like, is, is so deceased. Good. Oh, man. Oh, it's so good. But I love that's that guy. so on brand. Yeah. For, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're here. They're heroes. That's uh, oh, they, that's how they view themselves. Because you know what it was? He wants as much pats on the head from the president as possible. And I think when he's like, we got to get tough. He's like, well, I'm going to fucking show daddy mm-hmm. what I can do. I'm going to get a treat from daddy. It's going to be like it's 300, be, yeah. dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Call me yeah. Leonidas. Mm. Meanwhile, while, while we're on the subject of him turning into a tin pot dictator, <laughs> uh, his attorneys in New York argued that he technically could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue. Uh, they wouldn't be able to prosecute him until he was removed from office. Uh, and the judge <laughs> could not believe what the fuck he was hearing. Said nothing could be done. That's your position. <laughs> and Trump's attorney said that is correct. Well, but it's not perma- permanent immunity. Yeah, <laughs> that's where yeah, it's yeah. trying to be reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not permanent, obviously. Yeah. Once right. he leaves, once he's gone, then once like whatever. Office. But but this is the other thing about all these hearings, right? With this uh, William Consovoy, that attorney. Um, a lot of in these hearings over his taxes in New York, right. he keeps saying this thing about the president is immune. Okay. And at the beginning of the month, he said the same shit where he's like, you know, obviously trying to get a president caught up in legal should be such a distraction, but the vice president is not immune. Right. And they're like, mm. this is a trial about his fucking taxes. B. Oh, what the fuck are y'all saying? Yeah. Then yesterday with this shit. Uh, the, and the same thing when he was doing the fifth Avenue, ca- like clapping somebody on fifth Avenue defense. He brought up again. He's like, but you know, however, the vice president would not have this immunity. Oh, that's so tasty. Oh yeah. So <laughs> it's like one of those things where, like, I'm, um, I like, I think Rachel Maddow. The first time they talked about, it, I was like, what the fuck? What was the point of that? Because we've seen 
from the beginning of the call when the call shit came out, he was like, "Well, maybe, maybe you should ask you should ask Pence about his calls too." Yeah, and I was like, "What are you yeah, doing?" Yeah. And and also knowing that he sent Pence to go tell Zelensky about the military aid shit, like as the messenger. I don't know if he's a uh, trying to gear Pence up as a blood offering to protect himself, or possibly using him as a blood offering to also make Nancy Pelosi the number two, so the Senate Republicans would never vote to impeach him because that would make Nancy Pelosi the president. Wow, this is so tasty. I don't know. Like, where's he at? Seven degrees. It's it's a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's the gut. It's his gut reaction. It's like how he he's he plays enough checkers to be like, well, if I put this piece there, exactly, and then knock Uh all your pieces off. I'll knock my own piece. Then I'll flip the board. Right. Uh (laughs) But it's really odd how there's a lot of this like Pence. Like, well, the vice (laughs) president. Like, this isn't about. This has n- that's, that's the thing. None of these legal proceedings have had anything to do with Mike Pence. But no, it's perfect. It makes it makes complete sense. Uh, that oh, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, just to be like, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, he's setting setting uh, that it's setting the stage. It's right. like the uh, uh, all all these things too are kind of doing that. It's very weird because like the the he's too dumb argument has been sort of percolating elsewhere, mm. and it rose up to like oh, the Wall Street Journal is now making this right ridiculous argument right. for right. it and this argument that like well the president can do whatever he wants right. you can't you, you yeah. can't, can't hold him accountable at all right. um, that's also immunity. been bubbling around and now he's his lawyers are saying no he can't do he, right he can shoot somebody that's yeah, fine he can shoot somebody. right um but all this, guy, this stuff though. and even the um like you know people dismissing like oh he's not gonna he's not gonna do like do anything with the elections and even though he's they're like canceling primaries for him yeah. right uh and all these things that people have said either jokingly or seriously uh are all like bubbling yeah. up to the top because yeah. he he'll just any 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 reason anything that can yeah. uh keep keep the little rat safe it's just the it's like we're, we're getting close to the kitchen sink <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean if we're throwing we've thrown a lot yeah yeah I forget who it was. It might have been Michael Cohen, but I think it was even before Cohen flipped where somebody was talking about just how everybody who comes into his orbit and like does a deal with him, he fucks over. Like right. invariably he will always fuck you over and so many people have compromised their dignity, their right. politics, their careers to, you know, align with him. And he, he, that's how he operates. He's going to fuck you guys over. Yeah. It's like, it's an observable pattern. Uh, it's, it's his law. It's like, right. The, what, how he lives. Right. The Trump. Um, and it's so obvious. The Trump law of thermodynamics of fucking people over. <laughs> I'm waiting, waiting for the flipping on his, on his sons. <laughs> like who's, who's going to be first? <laughs> at least one of them. He doesn't care about his children at all. It's got to be Eric first. <laughs> It'll be. Uh, yeah, he's the least because uh, he doesn't we, want his namesake. You know, he doesn't want his own his. Are junior. we counting uh, Jared? Yes, I would oh, say. Oh yeah, Jared. I would say is first because he hates. He's not. Jared. He hates Jared. <laughs> he hates Jared on a deep level. He loves him because he knows that loving him makes Ivanka view him positively. Yes, he, it but, brings him closer to, right. to yeah. Ivanka. But he hates Jared. I think he cares little or nothing about Eric because he's kind of a non-entity. Right. Whereas Junior is like, you're my namesake also and he's you're the dumbest one. Right. But also, he's like the most like, po- he has the most political aspirations. Right. Right. So he's I Kendall he, Roy. Right. He, yeah. wants, he wants that sort of legacy to continue. Yeah. Um, and even though I think Junior's really bad at it, uh, yeah. his base thinks he's very good right. at it. Right. That means Ivanka Siobhan, 
Right. And then Jared is Tom. Yeah. And of course, Tom, remember Logan Roy threw Tom out real quick. Right. Anyway, succession, bring it all back. Yeah. Coke. That was my guess. Yeah. I, I'm curious about like what it'll look like, the Coke-fueled uh, bullet orgy at the end of Scarface when he shoots his sister, who he's oh, always like God. loved secretly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, right. It's like, I mean, he might just get away with everything. And, right. Like, do yeah, it yeah, a term yeah. and like, oh, I, if I can get away with anything as long as I'm still the president, I'll just be the president forever. Right. <laughs> but there is also a scenario where he does have to like turn us on this person, turn us on right. this person, turn us on his family. And yeah, like yeah. Ivanka will be the last one and he'll do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He will. Um, so I guess so... Yeah, if, if it is Scarface, when does he kill Manolo? You know what I mean? Because that yeah. was the end. When he when he killed his his homeboy Manolo, when Scarface shot Manolo. Is that Manolo, Giuliani? Giuliani would be Manolo? I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. It's so hard because I don't even see him being loyal to fucking anybody. So in a weird way, it's like even hard. He's not even by the the Scarface narrative. We don't even know who he is or what this is. He'd flip on himself if he knew he could get away with it. (laughs) He's like, you know who's really bad? That Trump guy. Anyway, I've been Eric Trump. I've been Donald Trump Jr. Thank you so much. (laughs) What? All of this metaphorically, of course. We don't want anyone to be killed. And we also fully recognize that this is all going to end with us in gulags and Trump dying in his dotage. In FEMA camps. Yeah. Yeah. Once he once he uh, refurnishes the Oval Office to be right. plated in gold. Yeah, just because he'll die of a stroke in, in his late hundreds uh, because everyone's too scared to go in and check on him. Dude, in his, late, the dude in his late 200s. Right, right. yeah, yeah he's going to yeah. shit himself to death on the toilet. Yeah. Right? Like tweeting something about how kiddingly I said I shit <laughs> myself all the time. <laughs> right. I would never do diarrhea everywhere. <laughs> I'm not diarrhea everywhere right now. <laughs> I'm not diarrhea. That is such a kiddingly comment. <laughs> All right, we're going to take another quick break and we'll be back. And we're back. And Popeye's chicken sandwich uh, might be back soon. Yeah. Too, I mean, possibly, we, we got the of. tea from a listener from Zygang whose father worked on the the crust and uh, the mechanics, I believe, of the, the chicken sandwich. I think specifically for the chicken fry, the filet that goes oh. in the sandwich. Uh, but yeah, they ran out of fucking materials, basically. <laughs> the fucking demand was too much and they had to retreat. Uh, but they're saying uh, pretty soon they will be returning to 150 locations, but I think that's only 4% of all Popeye's I was going to say, like, how many are there? Dude? Yeah. Uh, it's for a very specific company that has, or that's a franchisee. Uh, so, look, some of y'all who are living in, they mostly own franchises in Texas, Oklahoma City, Central and Coastal Florida. The rest oh, wow. of us will have to wait for our guilt-free chicken I sandwich. Mean, I mean, I stand by my immediate impression after taking the last bite of that chicken sandwich is it's too good to be sustainable. I don't know how whether they were planning on just like making a handful of them or raising the price. It turns out they were only planning on making. So a you think this is the movie pass of chicken sandwiches? Yeah. You're like, I don't know how they're doing it. Right. And I don't want to know how it ends. Yeah. It's gonna be bad with Popeye being real down and out on the street busking, yeah. doing feats of strength <laughs> right. for you to come into his restaurants. Was Popeye the character ever involved with the branding for Popeye's chicken? Must have been, right? Yeah. Was At some he? point? I thought so. I feel like I don't know. I, I feel I, like they're unrelated. I don't I, know why. Like I keep thinking the what anyway. Because like that's what Popeye doesn't eat chicken. Alvin C. Copeland, 
Uh, named the store after fictional detective Jimmy Popeye Doyle mm. from the French Connection. And not the comic strip, Popeye, comic strip Popeye the Sailor. Great. Popeye the Sailor Man. Wow. Sorry about that. Um, did <laughs> did trademark rules not exist back then? I don't know. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, what's your store? Oh, called Nike's Chicken. Yeah. Like, what? Based off the shoe Air color. Jordan Chicken Air based my, off my... of this kid Jordan I know. Based off yeah. the novel Push by Sapphire. Yeah. Yeah. Serpico um, Burger. <laughs> Serpico. Serpico. Get the Paco Sandwich. Oh, great, great, great role from Al Pacino. Um, but they also say, along with that, because the demand was so wild, they're hiring almost 400 new employees. Oh. Because... Remember, they're like horror stories. People yeah. like, I yeah. worked 18 hours a day making these dumb so fucking many, sandwiches. Yeah. So many Just for people stuff. like, somebody pulled a gun on people. A like lot of Houston. people uh, shitting on people, too. Where like, you yeah. see like, these photos of people like exhausted outside, just like taking a break. Like, go back to work. Oh, my God. It's like, are oh, you wait, for real? Come on. Um, let's talk about Mark Zuckerberg. How do you like your, how do you like your Zuck served? Mm. Grilled? Pulled. Flamed? Roasted? Mm. Fried? Mm-hmm. Um, because Caesar, he, I like it over a Caesar. <laughs> over a Caesar, Caesar. I yeah. like a fried Zuck over a Caesar salad. Oh <laughs> uh, my goodness, he got f- battered on the hill, rightly so. They it did was, their homework. They uh, figured out how Facebook worked. It was so right, fucking. Right. <laughs> it was really nice to see him just get serviced. Uh, no, served. I don't want to say service. That means something else. But <laughs> I think getting pulled. Uh, his again. I still can't get over his like Caesar lineup. It was just really, there it's, was something about it. I wish he had like an earring in. and It, it feels like he it. gets a haircut like every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he likes to there, keep it tight. It all, yeah, it always. Wait, are you uh, saying that he really is doing a Caesar haircut, do you think, because he really loves Julius Caesar? I think it's probable because I know he's talked about being really into Caesar yeah. specifically. That's a thing that he not only really cares about personally, but it's a thing he cares about personally and thinks is a good look for some reason because right. he loves to tell people about like how he loves like the like empire and you know their how they thought about you know efficiency i don't know yeah i mean if like you kind of know the details this of bust of augustus caesar almost would suggest uh, i mean possibly it's a little bit and uh, it kind of along those lines because he does that um he does the what the is it a t-shirt or a hoodie that he does? The gray t-shirt thing? Yeah. Because he only has one outfit. Zippered right. hoodie. Um, yeah. And it's on purpose for right. that like sort of efficiency. Uh, oh, like Elizabeth Holmes kind of <laughs> thing? It's like you like... go like, oh, you don't have to think about what you wear because it's always the same thing every day. And it actually frees up my mind to yeah. lie to Congress or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Uh, well, look, he got, man, just every angle, every dimension of his business was just put under the microscope. Um, maybe let's start with working conditions, mm. uh, in, at Facebook. We talked about this in the past with the people that have to comb through all the violent content yeah. on the platform and go through it. Katie Porter, She's so uh, she was like, let's talk about that. According to one report I have, these workers get nine, nine minutes of supervised wellness time per day. That means nine minutes to cry in the stairwell while somebody watches them. Would you be willing to commit to spending one hour a day for the next year watching these videos and acting as a content monitor and only accessing accessing the same benefits available to your workers. Uh, Congresswoman, we we work hard to make sure that we give good benefits to all the folks who are doing I, this. Mr. Zuckerberg, reclaiming my time, I would appreciate a yes or a no. Uh, would you be willing to act as a content monitor? To have that life experience. I'm not sure that it would best serve our community for me to spend 
that much reclaiming time. Reclaiming my time. Mr. Zuckerberg, reclaiming my time. Reclaim that shit. Mr. Zuckerberg, are you saying you're not qualified to be a content monitor? <laughs> because before she starts off saying, you got people going through hours and hours of fucked up shit. Yeah. yeah. Getting you, PTSD. For, th- for less than $30,000 a fucking year yeah. with no mental health benefits. Yeah. I was like, he was, he's like, oh, actually, in some areas, we do twenty dollars an hour. It's like does, you're missing that, the whole. You don't oh, get it. Right? You don't get it, my man. Never mind. Robo I... fuck. Um, yeah. I, it's so it was so satisfying to see that too, because people don't talk about that, and that's that's a huge issue for a lot of CEOs in general, just yeah. like worker conditions. Yeah. Um, and to see him flounder and and frame it like, well, actually, I'm above right. subjecting myself to, yeah. to this horrendous shit. don't know shit. if that would be the best use of my time for our community. Uh, something I've also noticed that I just think is funny, um, the way he answers questions, uh, all of, I think, Congresswoman. all these, it's Congresswoman. Congressman. He always says, Congresswoman. starts with Congresswoman, mm-hmm. no matter what, and it's very weird. Like, yeah. it's just an odd, like, just answer the question, but he's, like, very formal, he's like, Congresswoman, here's the, the thing. Right. He referred, I think, to a few congresswomen as congressmen, too, like, <laughs> yes. just sort of as a, like, habitually his reflexive response was, Congressman, or woman. <laughs> um, and then uh, Rashida Tlaib was like, hi, I would like to talk about hate speech on your platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, what... You know, you got all kinds of wild shit on your platform, but what's your definition of hate speech? Wow, he didn't, he wasn't ready for this shit either. So, Mr. Zuckerberg, yes or no, is it still your policy to ban hate groups? I, my understanding is yes. Face Group's community standard uh, right now, as it reads, it says, quote, we are committed to making Facebook a safe place. Yes. Very good. Uh, expression that threatens people uh, has the potential to intimidate or exclude or silence others is, isn't going to be allowed on Facebook. I want to refer to a photo uh, up on the monitor right now showing a man holding a rifle outside of a mosque intimidating fellow Americans. Mr. Zuckerberg, yes or no, does this meet your community standards? Yes or no. uh, Congresswoman, I, I'm not sure I'm in a position right now to uh, evaluate uh, any given Post against uh, when will you be in a position to Shut do the it if fuck you can't rip. do it now? This fucking idiot. Oh, you can't look at a photo of a guy standing in front of a mosque with a gun. He's like, Congresswoman, I, I'm not even sure what the term gun is right. or mosque right. or a photo. Somebody I'm not sure in a position to know like to give my response it's so he's so like media trained where he can't even do the fucking easy bit to be like oh yeah that's if he just went i can't that's yeah. that is actually a failure on my part to even have something like that up absolutely this is yeah. the right. exact kind of shit we're trying to take down but again or even know. just like i would hope so right i right. can't answer i don't know for sure because that's not my what you know but like it looks pretty bad. Like presuming this thing, is right. in Photoshop, yeah. Right. Um, I would say this is bad. Yeah. Um. Then, oh god. So, then AOC was talking about all the fucking fake ass shit, political ads that can be on their platform, and it, they got into the conversation about you know fact checking. Who you got fact checking over here? Uh, is it the Daily Caller? Can you explain why you've named the Daily Caller a publication white, uh, well documented? with ties to white supremacists as an official fact checker for Facebook? Congresswoman, sure. We actually don't appoint the independent fact checkers. They go through an independent organization called the Independent Fact Checking Network that has a rigorous standard for who they allow to, uh, to serve as a fact checker. So 
you would say that white supremacist tied uh, publications meet a rigorous standard for fact-checking? He looks off. Thank you. He, uh, Congresswoman, I would say that we're not the one assessing that, that standard. The International Fact-Checking Network is the one who is setting that standard. Just answer that question. Past the Buckerberg. Yeah. Am I right? Fucking drop it. Yeah. Episode over. Yeah. I mean, again, he fucking looked to for help yeah. I, from the other people in, on like on that on that committee. So like, like, what do I do? It's funny because also like his AOC the night before was like, "Hey, what would you ask Mark Zuckerberg on right. Twitter?" She's like, "DM me or like reply here." Right. And you'd think like someone in Zuckerberg's orbit would be aware of that and like comb through and be like, right. what, "What's she gonna ask him?" And right. he'd have some sort of right. preparation. Right. Um, nah. But no. Well, I mean, this was a news story that we talked about earlier. Like, it was in the like it was in the zeitgeist. Everybody was talking about the fact that the Daily Caller was he was having conversations with Tucker Carlson, mm-hmm. and the Daily Caller was one of the fact checking resources that Facebook was using. And then the other ones were like centrist places, so they just had a rightward bias. But yeah, I feel like he's probably not getting a whole lot of. Honest, unmediated mm. input. Well, yeah, when you got Cheryl Sandberg helping you out, um, this is when Joyce Beatty comes in from Ohio to fucking fully just finish him <laughs> because she's asking, like, what on the topic of diversity, you know, with Facebook? Let me talk because, you know, from the redlining shit that was happening through like passively through Facebook to like keep African Americans from seeing certain advertisements or information, whatever. She goes through all of that. And then this is really when he starts collapsing. Now, have you read the report that Laura Murphy sent to you? Uh, You, You've talked a lot about diversity and you introduced her name that about this great study in her work. Have you read it? Do you know what the recommendations were? Do you know when she issued the report? Yes or no? I've seen the report. Okay, tell me what the top three things were, because I, I have it right here. What were the top three things in her report? Somebody talked about lying in this committee. I'm only, I'm only saying it. Well, one of them was around housing ads, which we've talked about. The other was around setting up a civil rights task force. And, and uh, who's on the civil rights task force? Cheryl Sandberg is the person who, who she's... What's the- civil rights? Okay, we know <laughs> Cheryl's not really civil rights, so... I'm trying to help you here. She's your COO, and I don't think there's anything, and I know Cheryl well, about civil rights and her background. So come better than that for me, if we're going to talk civil rights. It's an internal task force. Do you, know who the, do you know who the firm that you employ for civil rights is? Uh, Congressman, I, I don't know. How could you not know when you have employed the most historical, the largest civil rights comp- firm to deal with issues that are major. And, and this is what's so frustrating to me. It's almost like you think this is a joke when you have ruined the lives of many people, discriminated against them. Do you know what percentage of African-Americans are on Facebook in comparison to majority folks? Do you know what the percentages are? People using the Facebook Yes. Page. Do you know what the percentages are for African-Americans? I don't because we don't collect the... Well, it, 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 it came out in a report and in the Pew Research uh, Center that was sent to you. So maybe you just don't read a lot of things that deal with civil rights or African-Americans. 
I have a lot of questions I'm going to send to you that I'm not going to be able to get through, and I would like an answer because this is appalling and disgusting to me, and I yield back. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that whole, her whole five minutes, If you watch the, her whole five minutes because it's fuck, yeah. from the beginning. He's getting pressed, and he just doesn't know. It just shows you, again, like, this is not this, – this is this person has outsized power and influence and is not equipped to deal with something like this. And also, a company with this kind of power just shouldn't exist, especially yeah. when you have a singular dude like this who's like, Congresswoman, um, we don't collect races. Uh, right. I mean, we do, but that's data we it's sell to other uh, people. <laughs> right. It's not really for you to know. Right. Um, that's how we were able to do, like, sort of redlining things. Uh, uh, Facebook doesn't really see color. Uh, <laughs> you only see green. Right. But, yeah, what if, like – the the guy who made a website that was like it's like a directory but you put it online yeah what if he shouldn't have that amount of like power and wealth over <laughs> yeah like she people put, look, in democracy a and, large nation yeah i trust him to run a website where you can rate the attractiveness of college students mm. i don't know that, if that's i would trust him to do that but i mean like in terms of like more. the ability like that whatever yeah, it's toxic need, like, on yeah. its own and that you don't for sure with it's the amount like, of savvy he's shown this shit is just too much like every one of these hearings you're just like why <laughs> how do we allow this yeah. like you're one you're one guy and you don't really know what's going on or yeah. the problems that we're talking about right um, yet here you are. Yeah, I mean, Congresswoman, um, do you like my Caesar? I wore a do rag last night to try and get some waves. <laughs> uh, well, shit, <sighs> Cody. It's been a pleasure having you. It's been a pleasure being here. Um, where yeah. can people find you, view you, listen to you? Uh, yeah, all, all over the, the place. All over the place on the internet. Um, oh, hell yeah. I love that place. do a show called Some More News on YouTube. Uh, we have a patreon.com slash some more news if you'd like to help with that. Um, and yeah, Google Some More News. We've got Twitters and things like that. And then Worst Year Pod on all of the socials uh, is our new podcast as well, in addition to even more news. Uh, which if you, you'll find if you also Google. <laughs> um, and I've got like personal Twitters, Dr. Mr. Cody at the Twitters, but I I, I still want to change it. <laughs> you still want to change every, it? Every time I see him, like, God, just change it. Why? I love it. It's so old. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we also have to like be like, it's Dr. Mr. Cody. Also like DR. Right. And then you spell it out. And, yeah, who, has to, yeah. who has the time? <laughs> uh, great follow if you can find him. But you probably won't be able to. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this is less of a <laughs> yeah. joke and more just a, I think this is a great tweet. And it's a reply to a tweet. Mm. Um, it's from Representative Ilhan Omar, mm-hmm. um, who I'll just say I appreciate I'm a fan of. Um, so I'll read the first tweet. And uh, it goes like this. Shares an article from the New York Times. Uh, a nine-month-old died as a direct result of Trump's cuts to Medicare and CHIP. He is one of a million children to lose health care. Let that sink in. Bad situation. We all agree. Health is a problem. Trump's making it worse. Her reply, about two hours later. Asterisk. Almost died. What? The kid almost died. But the tweet is, a nine-month-old died. 
as a direct result. And like, I get it. You forget a word. Oof. It's, oh, it's that's like, a big one. It's a big one. Yeah. That's a big word. Um, and just like, it's just so funny to look at the reply. Almost died. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Cause this is one tweet. It's not even like delete it and then repost it right. or like anything like that. It's just like, almost correction. Almost, almost, almost died. Oh. Um, not that like it makes the story any less, right. you know, like, I mean a little less, but like it's a horrific situation. Um, it just really, really, really Bad tickled me. Twitter yeah. etiquette, I guess. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? Uh, find me, follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yeah, Miles of Gray at Miles of Gray. Is there a tweet you've been enjoying? By yeah, Dave Itzkoff, uh hmm. said thought Zuck did well today, and it's a photo from Greg in Succession when he's <laughs> testifying in front of Congress, and it's just the because <laughs> a uh, congressman, congressman. So. If you don't don't watch Succession, there's a moment where the uh, what is it? Uh, what Waystar Royco has to go uh, up to Capitol Hill to explain themselves, and Greg goes up. He's so awkward up there, and the just the sub the caption of like the text of what he's saying is, um, "If it is to be said, so it be." Uh, so it is. Like, you watch it. It's one of the most awkward shits. Anyway, I'm a little bit inside. And then another one from uh, at Diva Lacey, Lacey Mosley. Yeah. Uh, says, slavery mansion tour in Savannah, Georgia. Tour guide. The slaves would sleep on the floor so they could be prodded awake whenever needed. Me. This is awful. White people on the tour. This. Is this real marble? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Uh, a couple tweets I liked. Donovan Crip Daddy uh, mm. at Real Young Crip tweeted, Joe Rogan smokes weed. So, like, <coughs> is the government actually corrupt? Edward Snowden, yes. Guy powerlifting in Planet Fitness. Damn, bro, that's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Powerless. <laughs> fuck, man. You check oh. out this latest Rogan. Are you fucking dude's kidding like, me? <laughs> dude's like fucking doing curls. Yeah, getting furious while they're working out. Yo, did you listen to the latest Rogan? Uh, and then Spooky Not Brendan, Crocodile Thumbs tweeted, uh, Cop, keep your hands up and don't make any sudden movements. Drum solo of In the Air Tonight starts on the car radio. Me. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram We have a Facebook fan page and a website DailyZeitgeist.com Where we post our episodes and our footnotes For Where we link off to the information That we talked about in today's episode As well as the song we ride out on Miles What's that going to be? Uh, this is a track from Jell J-E-L Now he's a producer from the Anticon label Groups like Subtle, Dose One, Odd Nose Down. I don't know if y'all fuck with those, fuck with them. But uh, the reason I bring this artist up is because uh, there's been a lot of Kanye West talk, and I just think of when he performed Runaway at the VMAs, and he played it on an MPC, and people thought he was like drumming, like doing the shit live on there. He was not. People like Jell like have the skills to play drums on the MPC, and this track is one of those examples. Uh, if you go on YouTube and search his name J E L, you will see some brilliant finger drumming. Uh, from this man. So this is gel, sweet cream in it. All right. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this week. We will be back on Monday with a brand new season. Uh, we'll talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye.